listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. 100.7 KSLX. And so with Dusty Hill passing away from ZZ Top, I was listening to a lot of ZZ Top over the weekend. They've got, uh, you know, each album for the most part has three or four excellent songs. And there are some clunkers in there too, some filler and so forth. My favorite being Degueo. But one of the ones we talked about yesterday, their huge hit, Gimme All Your Lovin', from 1983. We all know it. It's, it was all over MTV. It's it's arguably their biggest song. It's it one could of be them, one of their biggest sure. songs. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 still played today. It's one of those that has lasted well over 30 years. Yeah. The follow-up album to Eliminator that sold 12 million copies was an album that sold about 5 million copies called Afterburner. And I was listening to that over the weekend, and I heard a song called Dipping Low in the Lap of Luxury. Hmm, what does that sound like? Right there. Uh, it really uh, is. It is. Uh, well, I'll, I'll do this for you. Yeah, it's okay. so great right, when so you that do that. that just happened, yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, they're so similar. Here's the thing, though. They're not the only band, and they're certainly no. not the first band to do it. Well, you know what? We posted <clears throat> yesterday. Can you think of another example of a band that kind of ripped themselves off? And the most common answer was every ACDC song. Right. Yes, yes. Well, you remember years ago, we did <laughs> we did a thing called Does Every ACDC Song End Exactly the Same? And it got picked up by uh, worldwide like music media. MTV posted it on their website. All the guitar magazines, Rolling Stone. Like we got we got worldwide uh, uh, exposure yeah. for doing that because let's face it, they all end with a power chord. Yeah, there are and, very few songs that don't end with a power chord. And a lot of them in the ACDC catalog. Very similar songs, and it's the same note throughout. Yeah. Um, what was the other one we had? Here? Okay, you know what? I think this is more tongue in cheek, but it's it's obvious they're they're ripping themselves off here. All right, so this is one of the most underappreciated bands in the history of the sport. Yet everybody knows who they are. Talking about the Kinks. Now you think to yourself, that's not that different from "You Really Got Me," right? No, but I'm not content to be with you in the daytime. Now right. I just want you to hear this again. This this part right here. The. Because that was what, 1964? Yep. All right. And in 1981, they did this. All right. I'm just making sure you you heard that correctly because it's just. Yeah. It's the same. It's just the bass line instead of the guitar. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So, yeah, I mean, we could do this all day. Yeah. 
There are certain bands that just was do that, that. 81? Because it I think seems, it's 1980, like, seems like that was a high school thing for me. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, 19, that was before 81. But, yeah, 1980, uh, 1981. Yeah, yeah. right in that area. I never liked that. That song is called Destroyer. You never like liked that. that. Oh. Eh, no, I just got tired of it. Got played so often. Yeah, but, yeah, because yeah, big hits, you know, that's what happens yeah. when you have a big hit song. Many, many bands have done that. I mean, yeah. if you've got one, you can certainly give us a call 480 470 KSLX. We won't get too far into it, but it is fun to look at that. Every well, once there's, in a while. Here's a great one. Hide Your Heart from Kiss. Ace, okay. Ace Frehley also does a version of that song. He wasn't with the band at the same time, but they were both. Well, it's they, the same it was, song. It's the exact same yeah. song, yeah. but it was basically an ex-member of the band did a cover of the song that the band yeah. had already recorded. I just like it when they try and pass off <clears throat> two songs as different songs, wow. even though they're really the same. We could go. We could do that. I mean, look, uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door, the Guns N' Roses cover, and Civil War might as well be the same song. Very similar. Yeah. I got an alert on my phone at like 3.15 a.m. What? Simone Biles won a bronze medal. So that's that's cool. She came back. She did the balance beam and won a a bronze medal in that. Um, Now, the guys, correct me if I'm wrong, the guys don't do the balance beam. As far as I know, I don't don't know. Again, Mark, you're not talking to the most expert-level Olympic gymnastics person on the radio today. And the women, I believe, do not do the pommel horse. Yeah, the pommel horse is a guy thing. By the way, can we talk about the pommel horse for a minute? Why if, is, if, if we must. Why is it called? What, where's the pommel? The pommel is the horn at the front of a saddle. And why is it called a horse? There's only two legs. Well, okay, two things. No head, no number, tail. Number one, I'm guessing <laughs> the, uh, the thing at the front of the saddle, the pommel, um, is replicated by the handles the that handles, are on it. The, yeah. And I'm guessing at some point, and I don't know this, but I will tell you, uh, the minute you started talking about it, I did Google pommel horse, and you know that nobody knows anything about it when the Wikipedia page says, history, this section needs expansion. <laughs> so you this- can help by adding to it October 2010. <laughs> so since October of 2010. Nobody's had a thought about the pommel horse. 11 years have passed, and uh, nobody has thought to maybe put, come up with a history. Right. My guess is at some point during the ancient Olympics, the idea of running and being able to mount a horse was probably a skill. An athletic right. skill, you know. Remember, the the Olympics were based upon your warriors being the greatest athletes out there on the planet. So I'm guessing, at some point, the pommel on the horse's saddle was. I, I don't know, okay. but I'm just I'm all trying. Right, listen, I'm I, trying I, to come up with something no, I, because Wikipedia has disappointed. That's all fine. If you're going to call it a horse, though, I believe each competitor should have to wear cowboy boots and spurs and chaps. Chaps would be good too, and the thing around their neck, the neckerchief, the neckerchief, not to be confused with a cravat. Right. And, and and a ten gallon hat with their country's flag on it. Yes, and there should be a move called the Huckleberry. <laughs> just some yeah, just some by the way, why do guys have to mount the, the pommel horse? I mean, if you don't hit that thing properly, the yam bag just uh, gets the gets I, I mean those handles right, you know, right in the just the, Yeah. Ow. Think about it. I mean when you're train when you start on the pommel horse, what how many t- – is there a, a, an ex-like high school gymnast out there who did the pommel horse who can tell us, how many times did you do that? How many times did you almost go, oh, my God, I'll never have children here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's a – if you notice it, it's Because you must. If you notice it, there's a lot of groinal swinging going on there. It's a, it's a – your, your yam bag yeah. is a pendulum. 
and it's, those it's the and those handles. Yeah, the handles are like three, four inches higher than the rest of the thing. And you, if you, you don't, you don't count for the if you don't account for it. Yep, that's that, what happens. That happens. Yep, it's not fun. It's like sliding off your bicycle seat into the, the gooseneck. The gooseneck of the uh, of the yeah, I know. Uh, numbers, Been there, done numbers, that. Numbers four eight zero four seven. Okay, I am. I am a little curious about that. But it's an odd thing to take up the pommel horse. Yeah, and, and how do you translate those skills later on down the line? Yeah, what you I, do? Uh, I I can do a pommel horse. Fantastic. Grab a hammer. Yeah, I once worked on a ranch where we raised them. That was fun. <laughs> but yeah, so if you ever you raise them that. like veal, you just put them in a crate <laughs> until you need them. Talking the Olympics. I think we have just a few days left. I think it ends on Friday. I think, yeah, I think it's two weeks, so this would be the second week, right? All the stuff I've seen has been after the fact. I haven't really watched a whole lot on television while it's going on, but I've watched some recaps and everything. And you, you see know, some amazing stuff. This is the problem with with it living in a in an instant gratification world. There used to be a time like uh, things like the uh, the Olympic hockey game back in the day, the Miracle on Ice game. That took place at a weird time because all we could see if we wanted to watch it was live sports. And now... Everything that takes place, they're tape delaying it so they can run it during prime time, and they're trying yeah. to you know maximize advertising revenue and stuff. And we get the results well ahead of time, and so because of that, I think it has diminished interest in the Olympics. Yeah, I and just I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I don't care as much know, as I used to. We uh, we did ask for some pommel horse guys, if yes. if they, but unfortunately, there's a lot of shame, I guess, associated with crunching your nuts. On yes, the pommel horse. Yes, that's why they call it the pommel did, horse. Yeah. Some people call it the pummel horse. And that's what happens when yeah. you crunch your nuts on it. It becomes the pummel horse. Yeah, it's not very point. good. A lot of, uh, that's, uh, I'm not sure if you know this, but the but pommel horse participation is a precursor to opera. <laughs> not sure you knew that. Good morning. Hey, guys. Uh, listening to you guys talking about the pommel horse mm-hmm. uh, kind of took me back. Um, when we were kids, and I'm about your guys' age, I'm, I think, in between you guys. Um, we used to try to emulate what the Olympians were doing um, using whatever we had, like in our, you know, in the neighborhood backyard. This always ends um, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, one, of the, one of the girls broke her wrist. We were using one of the picnic table benches sure. as a, um, yeah, to do the. And it, at first, it worked out pretty good. We were like, well, it's wide. Like, it, this will work. Unfortunately, we didn't put it on the most stable area. And, oh, my God, she, like, toppled, and it fell one way, and she fell the other way, and her wrist popped, and, oh, my God. Yeah, sadly, the uh, picnic table bench is not known for its stability. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has never become an Olympic event because yeah. of that. Yeah. But the, exactly. Got to tell you, the level of difficulty, though, is Olympian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's right up there. I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, coming up. I knew I knew as soon as she said, this takes us back to the backyard. Yeah. Yup. Yeah. That's the site, the site of so many different future ambulance visits. As Usually they begin say, in the backyard. As they say, bad decision, good story. Uh, <laughs> we Coming up here with Mark and Neanderthal, uh, we, will, we will once again do how much do you make? Yeah. How much do you 
make? How much do you make? How much do you make? This is called How Much Do You Make? Is it? Yes. Is it really? In case I, you didn't I, figure no, that no out. No idea that that was the case. So you call us, you tell us what you do, and we ask a few questions, and we take a guess on how much you make. And we had a great time with this last week. Uh, Obviously, people have been, have been very honest. Yeah. And you'll be anonymous. You'll be completely anonymous with okay. this. You, you don't even have to tell us your name. You can give us a fake name. It's you know? a game, though, because yeah. we have to. It's like a, it's like a, a what's my line or or what's the other one? The mystery guest show that used to be that game show where you had to figure out who the person was. Um, well, yeah. What, what's my line? Is yeah, what it, what's my about. line? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So who wants to do this with us? Brad. Brad, what do you do? I'm a heavy equipment operator. Right. Heavy equipment operator. Okay, this is going to be interesting, like scissor lift and a crane and stuff like that. Not a lift and a crane, but we got bulldozers, front end loaders, nice. water poles, blades. How long you been racers. doing it? Uh, two years now. Two years? How long you been with the, the company you're with? Two years. The Flintstone. I just, uh, completed a job on 155th Avenue in Happy Valley. We do residential land development. Okay, so you're digging out lots and things like that, smoothing out ground? Yeah. Now, you're how old are you? I'm 37. I'm going to guess $61,000. 72 grand. Uh, pretty close, pretty close. So my annual without overtime about 56, but... Overtime is pretty constant, yep. so I'm going to turn about seventy-seven thousand this year. So you another twenty-one thanks to overtime. That's not bad. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Brad. Right, Appreciate nice. that. That's heavy equipment. That's he's a Flintstone. He's Fred Flintstone. Yeah. He you know he started in light equipment. He right. moved to medium equipment. Right. Now he's in heavy equipment. The man. problem with that is if he's not careful, he might end up with obese equipment. <laughs> exactly. And that's so, when we're, that's when it gets a problem. All right. So again. Another kind of gig where the overtime is super heavy. Yeah. Right? And they, they really rely on that. Because we talked to a trucker last week. It was the same type of deal. A lot of hours. Yeah. So, um, 480-470-KSLX if you want to call us. How much do you make? How much do you make? You'll be completely anonymous. 480-470-KSLX. All right, let's do one more for how much do you make? All right, let's uh, let's sing the theme. How much do you make? 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 All right, how much do uh, does this guy make? What he's going to do is going to give us a call and tell us what he does for a living. We'll ask him a series of questions and then take a guess. Who is there? Morning. This is Tom. How you Hi, doing? Tom. We're good, Tom. So, Tom, tell us what is your profession? What do you do? I am a paving operator. I'm a, I own a paving company. All right. So, like blacktop or concrete? Both. Okay. You said you own the company. Now, do you take a salary and get dividends? Yes. Both. Both questions get a yes. Yes. Both questions get a yes. Did you have an absolutely full schedule of work last year, and do you have a full schedule of work this year? Yes. We're extremely...
extremely busy. I would say $190,000 a year. I'm going to say you will pull in somewhere between, I'm going to say $142,000 is what you'll make this year. Is that your final answer? Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, that's that's really, really, really close. It's about 150. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes You'll hit around 150. Yep. Some years a little bit higher. Some years a little bit lower. Yeah. Right. But, Thank but, you, but it's, Tom. I mean, that's a that's a that's given quality. the given uh, the construction good. that goes on here in the valley. I mean, obviously it ebbs and flows, but over the past couple of years, um, you know, building is happening again. You know, remodeling a lot of like like the, all the renovation down there and. And Mesa and stuff. So I imagine paving, concrete, that kind of masonry work yeah. is probably looking up right now. That's probably very busy. And he said, you know, obviously he's the owner. So right, he draws exactly. on the company also. You know, he can pay himself how he likes for the most part. But just think about that. If he's making, if he himself is taking home 150 plus a year, and I don't know how many employees he has, but I'm sure I'm sure the employees are making decent money. He's doing right. He's doing oh, okay. He's making bank, bro. It's, yes. like he's, it's like he can go to the Catalina wine mixer. Are bro. you kidding me? Yeah. What happens every day right around this time? It's time for the Mark and Interpol Dumbass of the Day. Now, sometimes it's nice to know that stupidity doesn't just rear its ugly head in this country. It knows no borders. Okay. For instance, in Vancouver, British Columbia, A, Canada, this past Tuesday, a week ago, firefighters were called to a home after reports of heavy smoke. And things have been, like, so weird, unusually hot and dry in Canada over the past few months. So they've got all... You say it's Canada dry? Yeah, it's Canada dry. Nicely done. Yep. This has happened over the past few months. they got all kinds of burn bans in effect. Uh, Wildfire danger is running rampant there. Sure. But, uh... So firefighters are called about this, and when they arrive at the home to investigate, they find that the homeowner wasn't concerned with burn bans. He was only concerned with his own convenience. Uh, Well, of course. You don't want to be inconvenienced. The homeowner told firefighters that he didn't feel like mowing his lawn, which had gotten very high. This is exactly, by the way, how I'm going to be taking care of my back alley. I've got the torch, the long tube torch, and the the, the Benzomatic, the blue can. That's what I'm doing. So, warning. Chandler Fire Department, you could be called to a back alley fire sometime this afternoon. Uh, Keep it away from the fence, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, he set his lawn on fire. The whole thing (laughs) instead. (laughs) Get a whole two gallon of gasoline (laughs) and build himself a fire. He uh, he will be fined $1,150 for his actions. Seems like he should be punished worse for that. It's it's actually a very expensive lawnmower. He could have just bought a lawnmower for like 300 bucks. And on the same day as that first story, a woman in Pontiac, Michigan, got very upset when she found found bed bugs in her car. Oh, gross. Sneaky, yeah. Really be car bugs, but yeah, are you sleeping? Are, are, is she sleeping in her car? <laughs> Maybe they're bed bugs in that yeah. case. Right. In situations like this, the normal person uses some sort of, of agent of fumigation yes, you just to solve this you, problem. You quote unquote bomb your car. You do the I don't bomb. mean I don't mean literally, yeah. but right. figuratively. You go in there, you, you put the little thing on the dashboard, you pop it, you shut the doors, you walk out. You use a little use a little caution and you're come, okay. Come back with a shop vac and clean everything up. But this is no normal person. This no, is a dumbass. She's in, she's in Pontiac, Michigan. Yes, and her solution was to wet down the affected areas, the seats and the back seats, with rubbing alcohol. Sure. And then put sure. a ma- 
attached to them. Yes, that's perfect. Yeah. He was seeking a controlled burn, but controlled was not in any way, shape, or form part of this. Wow. Yeah. Well, you, well, you know what's just going to happen is the alcohol is just going to burn off. That'll, that Once the alcohol burns right. off, the fire will go out, right? Probably what she was thinking. Wrong. Yep. Firefighters had to be called. The entire car is gone. It's history. It burned. Yeah. And oh boy. The woman was. Is, is it a firebird by any chance? <laughs> it could have been. Yeah. Yep. It is now. These uh, these two are both uh, en fuego, as the kids say. <laughs> Pontiac uh, Firebird. That's what, they, that's what the name of the story is. And they are also the Mark and Neanderthal dumbasses of the day. Hey, I think those are two beautiful stories you just told. Yes, and the dumbass of the day is sponsored by Arrowhead Harley Davidson at arrowheadharley.com with the best prices and largest selection on pre-owned Harleys. I think Chris Paul is in the black. I think the debts are paid. Because if, they you, yes. if they weren't. Yes, I'm sure he was struggling. If they weren't, <laughs> he's going to be okay. The Suns re-signed Chris Paul four years, $120 million. Yeah, that's uh, let's do the math, $30 million a year. Yeah, and uh, Cameron Payne, one of the backups who had you know a good playoff run, three years, $19 million. And you know what? Still righteous bucks. Yeah, when you say, oh, my God, how can they pay those guys that much? Well, somebody's doing it who is making more. Than they are. Yeah. That's, so. Well, you know, what do we talk about this when, whenever there's a labor <laughs> stoppage in any big sport? It's billionaires arguing with multimillionaires. Yeah. 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 So um, Diamondbacks, we should mention, are also getting into the, uh, the Olympic thing. There you go. Yes. Um, tonight at the ballpark, Jagger Eaton will throw out the first pitch. He is Jagger Eaton. Jagger Eaton. He, Jagger, it's gonna, tonight's going to be Jagger Eaton, a hot dog. Yeah. At the ballpark. I see, I see what you did there. He is uh, the bronze medal winning skateboarder. See, he's already back. The Olympics yeah. aren't over, and he's, he's, his stuff is see, over. He's like, all right, see ya. I'm he, out. He probably had a great time. You know, you you win early. You know, he won a bronze medal. He didn't win the gold, but bron- hey, that's pretty cool. He's the first skateboarder ever. Ever in United States history to win a medal, so yeah, but he probably, he probably hung out for a few days, you know, eating the local food, having a couple of drinks, and then he flies home and he can watch the rest of it from here. Yeah, see, that's the weird thing about it because this, you know, legendarily, uh, the Olympic Village is uh, is is like a Roman orgy after you're you're done competing. So. It is. You, so Jagger's home, so he doesn't have any any little Jaggers running around. <laughs> he can certainly meet some women with athletic builds yes, while he's exactly. there. Yeah, sure he can. But um, so he's coming home. He's He's doing the first pitch, and uh, I just think he is going to tear the hell out of the grass using the skateboard to come out. Which, oh, yeah. Which is crazy. No, no I mean, you that's can't, a— You can't let him do that. The no. groundskeepers are like, this is outrageous. I, I, having been there, having been on the edge of the mound, because I won't stand on the mound. That's hallowed ground. Having been on the edge of the mound, I can tell you the groundskeepers in any major uh, major league stadium, they take their job a little too seriously. Yeah. A little bit. But it will be a cool thing to watch him— you know, skateboard off the mound. Yes, exactly. Off the field. Do a, hop do a, into the dugout. He'll do an ollie. Mm, hop into the dugout <laughs> yeah. and then make the hard left or right along the bench in the dugout. Yeah, well, he may even ride the rail Pretty cool. the dugout. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, we've uh, we've thrown the first pitch out at, at a Diamondbacks game. Yep. So that's so we're kind of like Olympic medalists well, in a way. we've reaped the, the exact same benefits. <laughs> and if we don't deserve it. <laughs> Who does? Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So, all right. That's absurd. It's, it's eight oh eight. By the way, hey, hey, uh, <laughs> Jagger, don't dirt ball it. Yeah. Kid. No. It's yeah. Really embarrassing. That's right. Yeah. Doesn't Mark matter did it when he was in the minors. Doesn't matter if you're uh, <laughs> if you're an Olympic medalist. That will live on forever. Yep. Um. So you know, speaking of the Olympics, a very unusual occurrence 
happened where two guys finished tied and they didn't go to a tiebreaker. We'll tell you what, tell you about that in a little bit. And it's an interesting situation. They both got gold. No! Okay, so very interesting situation. I, I'm, I'm going to say yesterday, even though I don't know when the hell this actually took place. Right, exactly. Because, because they, they show things after they're done. They, they were finished maybe the day before, whatever it is. But uh, weird situation in the high jump. This is one of the best stories of the Olympics so far, in my opinion. No question about that. There were actually two winners in this contest here, and both had made their best jump of the competition at 2 metres 37. They were offered a jump off. They actually asked for two gold medals, splitting the prize. No. Yes. No. They had what is called a... uh well, they didn't have what is called a jump off, which I love the name of that. Yeah. Um, but this is the high jump where you go over. You run. You basically run at a, a bar that is on two other bars. You jump over and you land on a pad. Yeah. It's like the thing that you saw Bruce Jenner. It's the big famous thing that Bruce Jenner, there's that picture of him bending, you know, almost impossibly in a horseshoe shape going over the top Usually of that Usually you go over with your back facing the bar. Yes. That's, you, you the, go that's, and you the, sort of that's twist. the modern technique. Yeah, you sort of twist and, 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 and creep over it. Yeah. Um, I could have done this in the Olympics, but, you know, I, I had to get a job. No, I understand. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah take of care of your family. Uh, so so these two guys, one was from Italy, one was from what I thought was called Qatar, but they, I heard in one of the stories they said Qatar, Q-A-T-A-R. Yeah. So those are the two countries. They both tied for the same height. And then they said to them, you can have a jump off or we can do two gold medals, which I didn't actually, know they could actually do. That's not what happened. They said you can have a jump off. And one of them asked, well, can we have two gold medals? One of the limps. And the guy goes, well, it's possible. And they, that's what they did. There you go. And that's garbage. That's absolute unequivocal garbage. Eh, they both get gold medals. No, they, no, they cool. don't. They both, get, they both get silver medals. No, they got gold. They should both get silver medals. Because Obviously, they don't agree. I understand that. But the whole point of comp, what's the gold medal for? Being the best. Right. And there is no best. You're tied. So nope. there are two people of equal skill. The gold medal is for a champion. There is no champion. Each of those guys can say there is no one better in the world no, than me. No, each of those guys chickened out on having a competition to decide who the winner would be. But each can say there is no one better. Each gave up. Each gave that is. You want to talk about, like, we were talking about Simone Biles, or we were going, oh, you know, she should have been. This is the ultimate in participation trophies. I, if I you know, no, the ultimate in participation trophies is when you're six and you didn't even play, but you get a participation trophy and you go to the pizza party. There is nothing to me as as a competitive human being. There is nothing to me worse than giving up. If you're going there to compete to be the best in the world, then compete. Don't this, give up. Yeah, yeah, nobody competes harder than I do. At what I, I I look at this and I'm like, you know what? If I'm in that situation. The guy from Italy gets two hundred and thirteen grand for a gold medal. Right? He That's not what it's I'm not talking about. I, I don't even care about that. It's not about that. It's about it could have been about the champion. That for him. Maybe, yeah, but it's about you're going to be the champion, and if you don't compete to be the champion, you're not the champion. You don't get nobody gets to give up. 
They didn't give up. Yes, they, they did. They, they decided stopped. not to go forward. They, they decided to stop right there. They're both winners. And no, they're both tied for the silver medal because there is no champion. They're both champions. No, they're not. They'll always no, be in the history both, books as champions. They'll always be an asterisk. You're not the champion. Nobody's better than either one of them. No, neither one of them is the best. There can only be one best, Mark. No, there are two best. No, they're not. No, they're not. I, they, it just happened. They're equals. I understand that, but it's wrong. <laughs> It's wrong. You can't. <laughs> I don't think it's wrong. I think they they worked the system, and no, they no, each they get their their garbage. I don't know what Qatar or Qatar pays their gold medalist, but I know Italy pays two hundred and thirteen thousand. This is a garbage result. I this this is exactly why nobody cares about the Olympics because you can do stuff like this. This is the equivalent of a tie in baseball. You can't have a tie in baseball. There has to be a winner. They did it in the All-Star game, and it ruined baseball for years. You can't I, have a tie. <laughs> I, I don't know that it ruined baseball for years. People, um, people criticize it universally. Yeah, maybe so. You can't. A gold medal goes to a champion, and you've got to compete for the gold medal. If you choose not to compete, then your options are you either finish the game and compete for the gold, or you accept two silver medals. Obviously, you're incorrect because I, that's not, not what happened. I understand that, and this, so. this tarnishes the idea of competition. So, most people agreed with you that... Because I'm right. No, no, because they agreed with you. Uh, That's their opinion. Uh, (laughs) And they agreed with you that the two high jumpers should get silver medals or that they should have gone on to do some sort of competition to determine who was going to be the highest jumper or who couldn't (laughs) They just... Jump till one man can jump no longer. <laughs> I can jump no more. They should have done like a uh, a thing where you know they had the long jump, no crash pad though. Yes, right, or see, blindfolded. Yes, or, you have to do it with. You have to do it on one leg. Or the pole that they jump over is wrapped in barbed wire. <laughs> or maybe they have to do it. Maybe they have to do it like a three legged race. Seeing as they're tied, they both have to get together, tie their third yeah. leg together, and run together and try and jump it. And whoever knocks the thing over. Yeah, so these are the the long jumpers. I, I they couldn't. Or the I high couldn't. jumpers. They they each got the same height. And then somebody told us that they then each jumped again at a higher level and both missed. Yeah. And they said to them, you can stop now or you can keep jumping. And they said, well, if we stop now, we get gold medals. And they were like, yeah, it's possible. And they said, we'll take the gold medals. Yeah, that's I, I couldn't disagree with that more. Yeah. That's the, I, the I gold have, no, medal pro- goes I have to no problem with it. I really I, don't. I mean, look, to me, to be honest with you, I don't either. It's not my world. It's not. Look, I'm not in that situation. But to me, the concept of competition is that. If you go for the gold medal, you're going to be the great. The Olympics are to be the greatest athlete in the world, and the greatest athlete gets the gold medal. If you and another athlete choose not to compete for it, you nobody gets the gold medal. You both get the silver medal. Thus, that, otherwise, the gold medal is worth nothing. Well, here, here's a thought. Yeah, well, they should get the silvers, not the gold. Right. Because it's a competition. It's a world competition. Whereas another guy says, what does the gold medal go to? The best. Right. Is there a best? Well, there's two bests. No, there isn't. Right, there so can only be one best. So <laughs> there can only be one best, Mark. <laughs> Otherwise, you're tied and you're there's there's no. Uh, here's here's the here's the here's something I'll take exception with. All right. The you know, I think you said it and other people. Yeah, these guys are quitters. They're quitters. <laughs> OK, listen, getting there. You, you can't be a quitter. It just to just to get there. But they chose to stop competing. OK, you're right. And you know what? It. It really doesn't matter at the end of the day to me. But right, me neither. I, I'm glad both of them walk away with the gold medal and their first place money. 
because that might be the only opportunity they have for something like that. And and herein lies the and, issue. And it takes forever to get there because they didn't quit. And here is there. herein lies the issue. Uh, this is the intersection of sports and business. Yep. And and if you're if you're going up there strictly to become a champion, then you compete until you're done competing. But if there's a financial stake in being a gold medalist, and the two guys are like, well, look, if I compete and I lose, it's going to cost me half a million dollars. I'm just throwing that figure out there. Right. Half a million dollars. If it's going to if it's going to cost me a half million dollars, hey, buddy, what do you think? If you lose, you could lose a half million. It's like going on the prices right and saying, okay, I'm going to stop right here. Instead of playing for a million dollars, I'm going to take my half million and walk away. You do what makes most sense to you at that time. As, as a yeah. business thing. But that, that said... I don't believe that you award a championship to somebody that hasn't won a championship. And at the core of it, you know, we get down to the most American sort of macho aspect of it. You're right. In yeah. That sense. I mean, this, this, those I, gold medals are as legitimate as the World Wrestling Entertainment Heavyweight Championship. Nothing is more legitimate than the World Wrestling Entertainment Heavyweight Championship. Except for the National Wrestling Alliance Heavyweight <laughs> Championship. You are damn right. But, um, but you know, I... I I have no problem. Would I want to see this every time? No, I wouldn't, obviously. Right. But I've got no problem with it happening. I'm not all offended by it, and I don't. I don't. I don't think it's an insult to anybody. They shouldn't have this option in there. Yes. You know, when you really think I, about it, I agree. It, um, the option should be two silver medals. Just got a text in from Alicia who says, "Is Simone Biles still the best?" No, not this. Not in this Olympics. She's not. Uh, no. No, she's no. a silver medalist and a bronze yeah. medalist. Is she the most decorated female gymnast on the planet? Yes, but in in this Olympics, she is not a champion. No, absolutely not. No, and that's my point. And you really don't even, if you win a gold medal, you don't even really defend that gold medal. You're starting from scratch each Olympics because exactly. you never lose that gold medal. It's like the Super Bowl or the Stanley Cup It's a, or the World Series. It's a trophy that's annual and can never be defended. It's yeah. a nonlinear championship. Is it um, a gold medal that is not as good as some other gold medals for these high jumpers yeah maybe so yeah but don't say don't tell me so one guy said they're losers i'm like no, they're they're not not. Losers. no but they chose to not compete yeah. and i think if you make that choice you have a choice play for the gold or settle for the silver all right i'm gonna play for the gold in just a few when we do mark's college of rock and roll knowledge all right let's take somebody at 480-470 okay so he's undefeated let's I'm all knock fired him down and so he gets the silver can we please i'm all fired up now no mercy can you guys no let me ask you this question mark <laughs> In the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge, what happens to the tie? The tie goes to the house. Yes. No. So ties doesn't mean that that two guys get to share the championship, do they? No, it goes to the house. Exactly. And let us open the doors to Mark's College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Good morning. Who's this? This is Aaron from Mesa. Darren, you are going to take on Mark in the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Five questions. Whoever gets more correct will graduate from said college. First things first, let's kick Mark out of the studio so you can answer your question. Okay, I'm going to be like Gordon Ramsay. Get out! All right, man. Be on your game. All right. All right. I'm going to wait till Mark leaves. He's, he's actually going casually this time today. I'm watching him. <laughs> Mark is hoping if he stays long enough, you guys will tie and you both get gold medals. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Question number one. Whom did David Gilmour replace in Pink Floyd? Uh, Roger Waters. Question number two. 
The first CD manufactured or born in the USA was by whom? Bruce Springsteen. Question number three. The Gibson Les Paul is an iconic what? Guitar. Question number four. Which guitarist asked, are you experienced? Jimi Hendrix. And question number five. If the band Queen needs a doctor, who do they call? Dr. Feelgood. All right. There go your five questions. You didn't do bad. Didn't do great. Mark, he got three out of five. <laughs> okay. And this is um, this our uh, Durwood is on the Dur- line? Yeah, Durwood. Durwood. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. A like, little old uh, bewitched joke in there for sure you. Sure it is. Uh, Mark, if you tie, you both get a gold medal. Um, <laughs> he got three out of five. So let's All start, right. shall we? Let's do it. Question number one. Whom did David Gilmore replace in Pink Floyd? That would be Sid Barrett. It's one to nothing. Question number two. The first CD manufactured or born in the USA was by who? Bruce Springsteen. It is two to one. Question number three. The Gibson Les Paul is an iconic what? Guitar. It is three to two. Question number four, which guitar player asked, are you experienced? Jimi Hendrix. We are tied three to three. And question number five, if the band Queen needs a doctor, who do they call? Dr. Love? I don't know. I must have missed something. Mm-hmm. All right. Brian May was the answer we were looking for. Yep. Brian May. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did we lose Darren? We did lose Darren. Okay. <laughs> I think Darren, when he realized what? he lost, was done. What did he answer on the doctor question? Uh, Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> okay, okay, I do feel good. I, I I didn't figure he would have gotten it right because that was a you know. Now he did well. A little, little bit of a trick question there, and I figured he'd he'd pick out some rock and roll doctor thing yeah, like, that, Dr. like I did. Hulk, like Dr. I did, Doctor Love. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That was you know again. That was the one to ensure that neither one of you could win the gold medal. Okay. I was making sure that there would be no sweep in this thing, this event. I understand. And have Mark sweeping this thing, but you did win. Four to three. Four to three. Yeah. Okay. So, unfortunately, uh, and we lost Durwood. Okay. So, so <laughs> still undefeated. I'll take somebody on tomorrow. All right. So, we'll do it all Same over time. again tomorrow. It is uh, 9.05 and you're late for work. Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers.
It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Dude Shoes. Light, comfy, good to go to.